In this episode, from beneath the sound of my running refrigerator and possible fireworks, we're going to be talking about the movie Yesterday, the movie Ghostbusters Afterlife, and music from Coheed and Cambria and Wilco. Not together, separate albums there. That would be a weird team-up. That, and whatever else I think of to Sadia, you know how the show goes by now. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Hello, Checkmates! Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't get a show up at the one-week point from the last one, as I normally try to do. Uh, Although that's kind of good, because this is going to get us back probably on Tuesdays. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoyed the last Fab 15 episode that we did with my brother Dave, the Fab 15 Songs of Summer, or Summer Songs, I referred to it as different titles in different places on the internet. I hope that you uh, enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun doing it, and I hope you had fun listening to it. I am coming to you today from uh, my kitchen with my refrigerator running, and uh, right before I hit record on this segment of the show, I heard a loud boom outside, because I am recording this on the 4th of July. Happy... <sighs> you know what? I can't even say it. Let's let's face it, the country is what it is. It's the 4th of July. There are people out there blowing up stuff, which I always think is dumb and uh, unimpressive, frankly. Uh, it's the most rudimentary thing that you can do as a person, is destruction, and people are doing it and claiming it's celebration. Same old story there, but uh, yeah, this uh, this particular year uh, just feels like there's a lot less to celebrate. We could go into that, but hey, some of you are, u- are using this show as a uh, as an escape from all that, and I don't want to bum you out. So we'll just we'll just leave it at that. I'm uh, currently home with my cats, which is where I'm going to be all day. The cats uh, are responding differently depending on the sound, I guess, and size of the boom outside, because we had some fireworks going off last night over here, too. Um, yeah, they're, they're doing kind of okay so far. They're mostly just, they're kind of staying near me, and, you know, they'll look up at a particularly loud firework, but they aren't, uh, they haven't been panicked and hiding so far, although I have a feeling that might change tonight, since this is actually the fourth, and, um, I live, there was one, I uh, live right next to people who think that that kind of thing is amazing, as though they've never seen a firework before. Uh, As I'm recording this, it's about 6 o'clock, 6 p.m., I have no idea why they're setting off loud fireworks right now, like, they're not seeing anything. They're not seeing anything, it's just, it's just a loud boom. I don't, I don't get it. Why in the daytime? I don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't know what you can say to make me get it. I, I find fireworks at best irritating, uh, and now that I've got a couple little guys, uh, running around here, I find them infuriating, um, cause I just, it, 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 it's, it's not great for them. Uh, anyway, it's the 4th of July, so as this goes on, when more explosions happen, 
that's what that is. Sorry. Uh, I just think of that Amy Mann song that I've quoted on this show so many times. When they light up our town, I just think, what a waste of gunpowder and sky. And that's, uh, I feel that way for the usual reasons this year, and doubly so because of the things that have come out in the news in recent weeks that, uh, again, some of you are trying to escape from that, so we're not going to dive into it. But, uh, what else is going on, man? Uh, I, I, I got a bench. That's, that's really all there is to that story. <laughs> I got a bench. Uh, when I got my couch, I, uh, looked around the room and kind of realized, wow, this is, this is good. I like this couch, and I like how the room's looking. The other side of the room feels a little empty, you know? So I started looking for maybe some accent chairs, but it's it's a kind of small space, and accent chairs would actually be in the way, and you wouldn't be able to walk around very easily. So I just decided, yeah, I want something I want something over there, but it can't be an accent chair. What can it be? And I just stumbled into benches. I just started looking at benches, and I was at first looking for a storage bench, you know, the kind of thing that you like you lift up the top and you can just stick stick things inside of it. But so many of those benches just put me in mind of a toy box, and that is not the uh, aesthetic that I want as a 42-year-old man who lives alone. Uh, so I, I went with just a plain, t a hardwood, just plain top bench, and uh, I like it a lot. I'm really happy with it. Uh, looking at it right now. Hi, bench. Hello, bench. I'm, uh, I'm happy with the bench. The cats, uh, are largely nonplussed by it. They came out and sniffed it for a little bit. Uh, Jonko likes to walk along the handrail for the stairs, and, uh, I think he appreciates that it gets him there without him having to jump up. He can just be on the bench and just sort of, you know, easily climb up onto the rail. So I think he appreciates that. But, uh, McGuire could not seem to care less about it. He's jumped up on it a couple of times and usually just kind of looking for his brother, you know? <laughs> uh, or looking to bat at his brother if John goes down on the floor. You know, they, they've they used it as a kind of kind of a hiding place to bat at each other. So that's, that's kind of cute and fun to watch. But uh, it's good. I like it. I think it adds to the room. It sits good. And uh, uh, I got a good deal on it. And it, uh, yeah, came home with me over the weekend. And it's sitting there now. And I'm, I'm happy with my bench. Uh, I, uh, I, I looked at several different benches, and there were a couple that came into consideration, but I, I went, uh, I went simple and kind of just classic looking, not classic looking, because that implies like a back with, with, uh, you know, slats and whatnot. Now, this is just one hardwood slab on top of, you know, uh, iron, and that's, uh, or steel, whatever it is. And that's, uh, I like it. It's simple, it's straightforward, it looks good in the room, and it's, uh, it's fun to sit on it and play guitar. It's a good guitar playing bench, so that's, that's kind of what it is. Uh, yeah, so that's my bench. Got my bench. Um, apart from that, it's been kind of the usual. Just usual stuff, uh, except I did an upload between episodes, one of those ones where I just record, like, from my cell phone and, and, and upload it that I don't even put on the uh, 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 blog most of the time. They just sort of hit whatever feed you listen to this on. Um, but yeah, I, I did one of those explaining that uh, last week was a little bit hectic. You can listen to that at whatever your streaming service of choice is, your app of choice. Uh, although, oddly, not the host blog. <laughs> I, I, I don't upload those there for some reason but uh, or link to them. 
But uh, over the over the last week, um, actually a, a week and a day ago today, my uh, washing machine, not washing machine, my dishwasher, which is also a, a kind of washing machine, my dishwasher uh, almost caught fire. It, uh, uh, I had run a load of dishes and then taken all the dishes out and stuff, and two hours later, I start smelling a burning plastic smell, and I'm, uh, yeah, I kind of, it took me a second to figure out what it was, figured out that it was the dishwasher, and, uh, the smell was coming from the front of the dishwasher, not inside of it, so thank you to the 56 people who told me, oh, you should check inside and make sure that a plastic cup didn't fall down and, and hit the heating element. First thing I did. First thing I did. I, I know that. And also, it was off at the time. So, uh, give me a break. Uh, but yeah, started smelling a burning plastic smell. And long story short, that ended up to be the board on it, like the kind of computer board, the, the brain of the thing, was uh, burning up. It was burning up and was about to catch fire. Uh, because that's how technology works. It's, it sits around until it bursts into flame and kills you horribly. Um, the dishwasher's hardwired in, so I couldn't just unplug it. So I got the cats into their safe room where I knew that, worst case scenario, if a fire started, I was going to run back to their room, put them in their carriers, and, and we were going to jump out the window. That was the plan. Uh, but what, uh, I, get the, I got them in their room, and I went down to my basement and just started turning off breakers to the house. I just turned off all the power and whatnot, and after everything was off, I started turning stuff back on to figure out what I could have on, you know, and how much power I'd be losing. So, um, uh, and even after that, I had to wait and watch for a while, because that board was still hot, you know, it could still go up even though the power's dead. But I had the power off, and I still have the power off. I went out and I got, uh, I've, I've ordered a new dishwasher from the people over at Home Depot, who, uh, fortunately, I know a contractor personally, uh, and because Home Depot is out of plumbers at the moment, and they can't do install for two weeks after it's delivered. So uh, it's getting delivered on the 8th, and a friend of mine's coming over on the 11th, and we're going to do the install. But yeah, almost, uh, almost had a fire, and now I have all of the outlets in my kitchen turned off, except for one. For some reason, the one that has the garbage disposal on it is on a different circuit. It's on a different breaker than everything else. But the dishwasher's off, all of the appliances are off, including the stove, including the refrigerator. Everything is just off in here. And uh, the light is on. The light is also on, on its unique uh, breaker, or I guess on the same breaker as the dining room light. It helps a lot if you know what my uh, floor space looks like, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you a tour uh, unless you're over here, which most of you will not be. Uh, so the fridge, the fridge, I'm able to plug in at the at the place where the um, uh, uh, garbage disposal is. So there's a long extension cord running from my fridge over to there. So yeah, just everything was unplugged for or has has been shut down except for that one outlet. I have one outlet out of let's see one two three four five six. One out of the six outlets is working. Uh, so as you can imagine, that's been quite limiting. I've been doing a lot of takeout food, burning through money because of this uh, stupid dishwasher almost burning down the house. But fortunately. Everybody's safe. I was home. I was sitting where I would smell it before it even got to my fire uh, alarms. Um, I kind of lucked out there. 
But uh, yeah, it's still a pain, and I got a I got a dishwasher delivering. So that's that's uh, this upcoming weekend, I guess. That's how I'll be spending uh, next weekend. The the dishwasher will get here on uh, Friday, and it'll get installed, I guess, on Monday. I guess that'd be. So yeah, heck of a time, heck of a time. Getting a new dishwasher didn't plan on. Uh, get got a new bench that I did plan on. Had a do a repair on my car. That was another $600. Uh, I, I, nobody invite me to stuff for a while, I guess. Or if you do, please understand that I will be showing up empty-handed, uh, except for, uh, I'll, I'll bring, uh, my award-winning personality, but, uh, I, 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 I got, I, I got nothing, man. I can't spend any money. There's no money to spend right now. So that's, uh, that's where we are for a little while, because <laughs> stuff's, Stuff's expensive. The car particularly hit me hard. Uh, the uh, the bench, by the way, I started paying p- for before I even got the car. So or before the car problem even happened. So you know, that's just uh, if it's not one thing, it's another here lately. But that's okay. I'm I'm healthy. I think bad shoulder, but otherwise healthy. The cats are healthy and happy. There goes McGuire right now. In fact, hi McGee. Hey buddy. Hey, buddy. Are you gonna jump up on me? You got Nope. Okay, good, because this would be really high to jump for you. Uh, it's, uh, hang on. He's gonna do something. This is riveting audio. Uh, this, <laughs> for the viewers at home. Uh, yeah. McGuire's considering getting in my lap as I do the episode. We'll see what happens as time goes on. But, uh, we got a, we got a show for you. We got, uh, oh, here he comes. Hi, McGuire. Hi. You want to say anything to anybody? Nope. You want to go walk across the counter to the dish towel that is sitting there. Oh, hang on. He's coming back. And he's lost interest. All right. Uh, <laughs> he's a sweet little guy, and he just... Uh, uh, hang on. He, he wants my glass of water. Yeah, water instead of vodka this week, folks. It's been... Uh, it's that kind of... That kind of crazy night. We're drinking water. Um, <laughs> McGuire's just being curious about my water and other things. He's a sweet boy. Uh, but we got a show we're going to do for you. And if you like this show, or if you like other episodes of the show, because so far, I mean, this one's going great, but if you like other episodes of the show, if you want to hear more episodes, that kind of thing, there are some websites and stuff you can check out. The show itself, uh, whoops, hang on, he's chewing on wires. Come on, buddy. The show has a companion blog over over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. You can listen to it on your favorite streaming app of choice, your favorite podcast app of choice. We're on all of the big ones, I think, unless anybody changed their rules. Uh, the, 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 if you want to know more about me, go on over to derekbrink.com. My cat is trying to eat the podcast right now. Go on over to derekbrink.com. Plenty of stuff to click on there. You can find out about my music career. And if you like the music that you hear throughout the show, it's all available for absolutely free over at derekbrink.bandcamp.com. All you do is enter zero as your purchase price. And I won't even know that you took it. I would just love it that you loved it. Uh, or if you loved it, whatever I normally say. Sorry, I was wrestling a, uh, a microphone cable out of the mouth of a cat while I was saying all of that. <laughs> McGuire's a sweet boy, but he chooses inopportune times to be playful, uh, as all cats do. Except Jonko. Jonko seems to be hanging out, and he seems fine. Uh, 
yeah, so we're, we're going to get into the show. We're a good uh, 15 minutes in so far, and we haven't started yet. So we're going to play a little bit of music, and we'll come back into this thing, and we'll, we'll have a good time. What do you say? Let's have a good time together. watching some movies lately. Got a couple of recent releases I want to talk to you about. Not super recent, but recent to me because I'm usually way behind on movies because I don't I don't go to movie theaters and I especially haven't gone to movie theaters over the pandemic. Uh, although I think both of these predated the most serious parts of the pandemic. But uh, actually one of them might not. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. I don't go to movie theaters that often. Uh, largely because I'm not dating anybody. If anybody wants to start dating me and go to movie theaters, I'd be up for that. But as it is, I get stuff on Blu-ray occasionally. Uh, sometimes I'll stream something, but I I, uh, I like my Blu-rays. I like my big, bulky, stupid collection. That's that's uh, how I live my life. But I watched a couple recently, both of which I received for my birthday back at the end of May. And uh, it just took a while for a couch to get here for me to be able to recline and enjoy a movie. So I've uh, I've watched a couple. One of the ones that I watched is the movie Yesterday. Yesterday, of course, is the movie where everyone in the world has forgotten the Beatles except for one guy. And that guy starts playing Beatles songs and goes on to be, like, the most famous musician in the world because he's playing Beatles songs. But nobody remembers that it's the Beatles. They think he's just a, the most incredible songwriter that's ever lived. That's, uh, that's what Yesterday is. It was, uh, I think, 2019 is when it came out. Uh, starring uh, a gentleman whose name I'm going to mispronounce because uh, I want to say it a different way than I think they said it in the commentary track. It's spelled a Hemish, H-I-M-E-S-H, Patel. Patel, I'm pretty sure I'm right on. Although I think it's actually pronounced Hamish. Uh, I'm not completely sure. My apologies to anybody who is upset that I don't know. Uh, but it's starring him and also uh, Lily James, uh, Lily James, incidentally, was in, uh, Downton Abbey. She was Lady Rose in Downton Abbey. Uh, took me a while to figure that out, because I was watching the movie going, I like her. She's, I, 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 I'm enjoying what she's doing with this character, and I'm, I'm enjoying the work that she's doing here. I like her. Who is that? And I looked at her name, and I said, I don't, I, I feel like I've seen her in something, but I don't recognize the name immediately. It's not a, it's not like an unusual name that would stick in your head necessarily. So it's kind of, so I started kind of scrolling through Wikipedia and went, oh, she's Lady Rose. Uh, I don't, uh, I often don't realize that I know someone from a different movie or series or whatever until uh, I'm directly told. Uh, but in this one, it was particularly difficult because she's a blonde in Downton Abbey, and she is uh, very much a brunette in Yesterday. So that's uh, uh, only a little bit my fault, I feel like. Uh, if you have any degree of face blindness, which apparently I do, uh, a uh, hair color change can be a big deal. So Lily James, also in it. Uh, I haven't told you what I thought of the movie yet. I loved it. It made me really happy and also a little sad and also happy again. I'm going to hit some major spoiler territory on this and also the other movie we're going to be discussing. 
I I liked in yesterday. I liked that there are a handful of other people that also remember the Beatles, but they just want to thank Jack, the main character, for you know playing those songs because it's nice to hear him again. I thought that was nice and heartwarming. I uh, I like uh, I liked the joke that uh, yes, the Beatles no longer exist, which also means that neither does Oasis. I thought that was really funny. I was like, well, yeah, that's okay. That's a brilliant joke right there. Um, I uh, I like the runner throughout the movie of other little things that people have forgotten, like cigarettes uh, or Harry Potter uh, and stuff like that. I I, I liked I liked those runners. Uh, the thing that, like, one of the, uh, the thing, one of the things that got me kind of teary-eyed watching it was the moment where uh, Jack, the main character who's been playing all the Beatles songs and is, you know, famous and crazy wealthy and things, uh, goes and meets John Lennon, who's in his 70s. Uh, and, you know, John Lennon is not the John Lennon that we all know, but he's he's still kind of John Lennon, you know, and... I mean, obviously played by a guy, you know, not John Lennon, because John Lennon's been dead since 1980, but uh, just that moment where you kind of, you know, Jack even takes a second and, you know, says, good for you on, you know, getting into your 70s and, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's just great to see you, you know. And, uh, and, of course, John Lennon has absolutely no idea what he's talking about, but he does kind of talk with the guy for a while and kind of gives him some perspective like only John Lennon could. And I... I, I effectively for my entire lifetime i was born in uh may of 1980 john lennon was assassinated in december of 1980 uh effectively for my whole lifetime john lennon has been dead uh like i don't remember a world with john lennon in it we crossed paths in in timeline only for about seven months um but it was kind of it, it was it, it's I, I think that makes it an even weirder and an even more complicated experience to think, wow, what if John Lennon were alive? Like what if John Lennon was the same age as Paul McCartney right now, you know and and still doing stuff and or or as this movie portrayed, what if he was just a guy, you know, and was just doing fine? Yeah, that's kind of lovely. it was a, it was a beautiful little scene. I liked it a lot. Uh, a lot about the movie worked for me. I really liked the uh, versions of the songs that were done, because it's uh, Mr. Patel singing the songs and playing the songs. From what I understand, they were all recorded you know, live in the room as he was doing them in the movie, and that's even more impressive. That's kind of hard to pull off. Uh, I, it, it, it was all very well done. I liked the music a lot. I got myself a copy of the soundtrack after watching it, because I thought, I, you know, I... I want that version of help, you know? <laughs> just It was a really well-done version. And, yeah, I, I just enjoyed it a lot. I've been on a Beatles thing since seeing uh, the Get Back documentary, as I'm sure so many of you have been. And yesterday was a wonderful accompaniment to that. And I, I really enjoyed it. It made me laugh. It made me teary-eyed. It, uh, it, it moved me in a way that I didn't expect to be moved. Because when I first heard about the movie, I thought, well, that's kind of dumb. But uh, as is often the case when I make that kind of assumption, it turns out I was wrong. It wasn't dumb. It was good. Uh, so check that out if you haven't. It's a good time. I think you'll like it. Another one that came out that I had reservations about, but that I'm very glad that I watched, albeit however long after it was out in theaters and stuff, 
Uh, the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I watched that. Uh, got that for my birthday as well. Popped it in the player in the past uh, oh, week and a half, two weeks ago, something like that. And watched it and had a great time with that, too. I really liked that as well. One of the cats knocked something over. Uh, it was basically quiet, though. I don't, know if, I don't even know if you heard that. It was just kind of a swishy sound. He seems fine. There's no meowing or anything. Um, we're going to continue with the show. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Really enjoyed that. Uh, I have a few issues with it, but they're minor. Uh, number one, it doesn't seem to acknowledge that there was a Ghostbusters 2 at all. Uh, it is a really big fan of the first Ghostbusters movie. Uh, it, <laughs> every reference in it seems to be from the first Ghostbusters movie. In fact, they're fighting the same villain as the first Ghostbusters movie. So it, uh, yeah, it's a movie that's a real big fan of the first movie in its uh, franchise, as as the uh, as, as the kids call it. Uh, so th that's. That is and isn't an issue for me. Like, I would have liked one reference to Vigo, you know, or, or, or something. But uh, whatever, I, I can get over that. It doesn't, that, that doesn't ruin it or anything. I'm just a really big fan of Ghostbusters 2, so I was hoping there'd be a little bit more love for that in the movie. But it's largely focused on Ghostbusters 1. The plot of the movie is that uh, Egon Spengler has died in a ghost-related incident, and his uh, daughter and her children go to where he used to live and start living in his place, and essentially the kids pick up the work of being Ghostbusters. The kids are played by Fenn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace. Uh, I am personally much more familiar with Fenn. I wish I were more familiar with McKenna, although looking at her IMDb page, there's not a lot that she's done that's my cup of tea, uh, but she was fantastic in this movie. Fenn was fine. But uh, I, that's actually one of my criticisms. I really didn't feel like they did much to develop Fenn's character. I, incidentally, have absolutely no idea what Fenn's character name was. He's just Fenn to me, because he's playing Fenn. Uh, the McKenna Grace's character is named Phoebe. No, her name. They said it many times. I don't know how many times, if at all, they said Fenn Wolfhard's character name. Uh, he just seemed like he was there because somebody said, Hey, get one of the Stranger Things kids for it. It'll be good for the movie. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, look, I, that's not a knock on Fenn. He is perfectly fine in it. I just felt like his role was underwritten is, uh, is the issue. He was, he was fine, but he was just kind of there. Like, <laughs> it felt like you could have folded the couple of con contributions he made to it into the Phoebe character and just had one really strong young character. Uh, but uh, Finn Wolfhard is also there. Uh, and, again... He's fine. He acts very well. He does a very good job playing essentially Finn Wolfhard. It feels like they just kind of wrote him into the script, you know, he, it, but he, he does fine. But there's just not a lot behind his character. That's one of my main criticisms of it. But uh, so what? You know, it's fun. And yeah, you got a kid who gave it a little bit of name value who, and by kid, I think he's like voting age now, but... It wasn't then. I think he was playing 14 in the in the in the movie. Uh, you know, yeah, you get a kid who's got a little bit of name value to him, got a little bit of buzz around him. Absolutely, he belongs in the movie for that reason. I just wish they'd have done a little bit more with him. Is my other big criticism of the movie? Felt like they didn't do a lot with him other than have him show up. 
But the Phoebe character was fantastic. She was phenomenal. Paul Rudd was a lot of fun. The uh, woman who plays the mom was fun as well. You get great cameos from the surviving members of the original Ghostbusters cast. You get a wonderful tribute to Harold Ramis because the ghost of Egon Spengler shows up and uh, kind of helps save the day, and it's beautiful and wonderful and made me cry. Uh, it was it was really nice. Um, to that end, I will say an another small criticism is that we know long before they say the last name Spengler in the movie that these are clearly Egon's family members, and it felt like the first time they said the last name was supposed to be a big deal, but it happened like an hour into the movie, and we were all like, yeah, I know. Like, way ahead of you. Figured that out in scene three, you know? <laughs> and it just felt like they waited too long on the, on the, we're the Spanglers. Well, yeah, of course you are. You, there's, the, the, the girl looks like him, you know? <laughs> like, you gave her his glasses. Of course you're the Spanglers. You know, uh, like, we figured that out before the credits ran, virtually. But uh, but that, again, that's a, such a minor thing. It's just a structural thing that doesn't take away from the plot, doesn't take away from the fun, but it is noticeable. But uh, I feel like hammering on those things, I'm really undercutting how much I liked it, because I really liked it. I, I really, really, really liked it. I especially liked uh, McKenna Grace in it. She was fantastic, and again... I, I want to see a lot more of her work if she was making stuff that I would be inclined to see outside of this movie, which maybe she will. There's almost definitely going to be a Ghostbusters after Afterlife or uh, Afterlife 2. This time it's not as lively. Uh, who knows? There's almost bound to be a new one because this one I think was did pretty well and it, it set up a wonderful new generation of Ghostbusters kids. And uh, uh, I, I really hope there's more coming out of this series, and I hope that she's all over it, and I hope maybe they round out Finn's character a little bit, assuming he agrees to the next one. Assuming there is a next one. Who knows? At the speed that Aykroyd writes Ghostbusters movies, we might all be dead before the next Ghostbusters movie. But uh, you never can tell. Point is, I really, really enjoyed it. I loved... I mean, it was just such a touching tribute to Harold Ramis, who I am a huge fan of. I just adore Harold Ramis, a graduate of one of our colleges here in St. Louis, Wash U. Uh, the day Harold Ramis died, uh, I was working in the city, and I purposely took the long way home and drove by Wash U just so I could slow down and salute, because uh, Harold Ramis means a lot to me. And it was it was wonderful to see the, the tribute to Harold in there. The whole damn movie is a tribute to Harold Ramis, and that just... That, that, that'll warm your heart, and if it doesn't warm your heart, you need to check the temperature of your heart, because it's, um... really cold? I guess? That ran out of steam. I, uh... I loved it. I loved it. It made me rewatch the other two Ghostbusters movies as well. I watched one and two here the in the past week. Uh, the cats did great with that. They didn't even flinch at the library ghost. They're tough boys. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I rewatched the first two movies because I, I just, I loved this one so much. I wanted to spend some more time in the world. I'm thinking about picking up the old cartoon series if I can find it. I don't know that there's a complete version out there. There's a sort of complete one that's missing 11 episodes for some reason. Uh, but, uh, who knows? Maybe 
there's probably an explanation. I'm thinking about picking that up because, you know, I grew up with the Ghostbusters cartoon. And that's probably, I'm sure that I saw the Ghostbusters cartoon before I saw the first movie. I might have, I'm pretty sure I saw the second movie before I saw the first movie as a kid. Because I just fell in love with that cartoon show, as so many people my age did. So I'm thinking about picking that up as well. Uh, you know, somewhere way down the line when I've recouped some money from things like benches and cars. But uh, uh, <laughs> it is on the list, you know. Um, this might be a lean couple of episodes, by the way. <laughs> with me not being able to spend anything for a while. That's all right. I got stuff sitting around I haven't watched yet. We'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife, really, really loved it. If you like the Ghostbusters franchise, watch the shit out of that movie. It, it fits in, it's wonderful, it's just fantastic. You, you need to watch that. Uh, if nothing else, the, the Phoebe character is worth watching it alone. The, just a very well-written character, excellently performed. Uh, so yeah, yesterday, loved it. Ghostbusters Afterlife, loved it. There are other movies I've been watching too, but... We'll get to those another time. Right now, we talked about two movies that I really loved, and that seems like enough to me. Felt like I was building up to saying something profound there, but then it just kind of petered out. That's what it's like talking to me. music always with the music always talking about and listening to the music uh i almost slipped into a mel brooks character there for a second sorry about that wasn't on purpose uh, that's another thing i did is i rewatched all the mel brooks movies we're not going to talk about that this particular episode but i did it so that's been in my head i finished his autobiography too it's weird in his autobiography that he doesn't mention the producer's movie from 2005 he talks a lot about the broadway adaptation of it doesn't mention that they also made a movie of it unclear why but we're going to talk about some music that has nothing to do with mel brooks i think uh that maybe the guys who wrote these songs like mel brooks it's hard to say uh, i got a couple albums that are new that i want to talk about that i picked up in recent weeks and uh had a good time with both of them so we're gonna we're gonna sing their praises a little bit i don't have a ton to say about either of these releases but uh, I want to at least say, hey, they're good. Go listen to them. The first one I want to talk to you about is the new one by the band Coheed and Cambria. The album is called Vaxis Act 2, A Window of the Waking Mind. Which, good luck remembering that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the one trouble with Coheed, is they have titles like that. If you're unfamiliar with Coheed and Cambria... What they are is they're basically a prog band, basically a prog rock band. Probably the wrong word for it. I'm sure they're called post-rock industrial complex or something. Uh, yeah, who knows? There's all these dumb subgenres. They're playing complicated concept piece, pieces with complicated music that, that at a high skill level that rocks. That's prog. That That's prog. That's prog rock. So, yeah, they're a prog rock band. And their whole career, except for one album, has been telling one story, basically. 
The titular characters that we meet early on in the discography are Coheed and Cambria, and they're characters that appear in the story that they're telling. And I think they've been dead since, like, the first album, spoiler alert, whatever, it doesn't matter. We, uh, all of it's unfolding in the same story. Every album is a different part of the story. We are now in the Vexus era of the story, whatever that means. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Those of you out there who are big Coheed fans, I don't know what the hell the plots are. I have no idea what the plot of this damn shit is. I just like the music, man. It's just good stuff, and it's catchy, and it's heavy, and I like it. And I don't know the story. I've tried. It's hard to find the comic books. There's accompanying comic books that, are, that help flesh out the story. It's hard to find the comic books. Uh, some of them are impossible to find, from what I understand. Uh, I, uh, have sat and watched videos of Claudio Sanchez explaining the story of the Coheed and Cambria saga, and uh, I've sat there watching him tell everybody exactly what the plot is, and walked away no wiser for it, just going, I, okay, I'm sure, it sounds like that all means something to him, uh, I just like the music. So that's, uh, that's the level of Coheed fan that I am. Some of you would probably call me a casual. Uh, fuck you, by the way, uh, for do doing that. If somebody likes a band that you're into or a product that you're into, don't slap a label on them. Don't, don't gatekeep. Gatekeepers suck. Uh, the, only, the only name that anybody should be called is a gatekeeper because the gatekeepers are the ones who deserve to be singled out and excluded. Um, Coheed and Cambria. Prog band writes good stuff with lyrics that are that all tie together to a grand plot that I don't understand, but I still really like it, and it works even if you don't understand the plot. Like myself, you'll still find stuff in there that you're going like, "Yeah, this is really cool," and those lyrics have some meaning, and you know, I I I get the emotion by the like they do a good job of writing songs that aren't just expositional; they're also experiential, and you're having fun, and you're still being impacted emotionally, even though you don't know the story, the song is still working. They do that very, very well. Uh, this album is more of the same of that. I talked about the first uh, album in the Vaxis saga a couple years ago, I guess now, on the show, and sang its praises and how much I loved it, and so on and so on. And uh, this one fits right in with that. It's a perfect continuation of that vibe. It's energetic, it's fun, it's a little dark in places, but not super dark. It's uh, it's just excellent musicianship. Really great album. I've just been driving around listening to it and just having a great time. It, it hasn't left my player in my car. It's, I guess, going to have to when I take the pictures for the blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com, but uh, I, for the most part, it hasn't left my player. The song that's stuck in my head forever is Comatose off this album. I love that. I, I can't get that out of my head. Great album. Great album, really like it. Great album from a great band. I haven't really felt let down by anything I've heard Coheed do. Everything they've done, I've, I've enjoyed. I have a ticket to go, to go and see them with my friend Brandon and others when they're here in St. Louis, I think August 7th, something like that. With uh, COVID on the rise, I'm a little bit nervous about that. I have had three people with whom I'm fairly close uh, test positive in the last two days. Uh, fortunately, I was not exposed to any of them in a length of time or at at all, really, in a, in a way that put me at risk. 
Uh, but, uh, yeah, COVID is, uh, not going away, and in fact is on the upswing. Three people in a couple of days, uh, here, that I know. So, um, you know, a little nervous about the, the rock shows. Got tickets to something at the end of, of uh, July, got something at, at the start of August. Hopefully we all get through it okay, and I don't know if I'm buying tickets to anything else after that for quite a while. We'll see sort of what happens there. But uh, I'm going to be seeing Coheed, and I'm sure they're going to be playing a lot of this album, and I'm grateful that I'll be seeing them on this tour when they're touring behind a great album. The uh, On the complete other side of that, <laughs> I want to talk about the new album by Wilco. It's a very country-sounding album. In fact, it's called Cruel Country. Uh, that's as much topical as it is des- uh, describing the genre. Uh, Jeff Tweedy and the boys are back again, and they're they're playing. Look, I I really have very little to say about this one. They're playing good Wilco sounding music, good countryish stuff, a little bit of rock thrown in there, but it's mainly a country album, and I'm really really enjoying it. In fact, it kind of reminded me of what I love about this genre, the kind of alt country Americana type genre. It reminded me of what I love about that in a way that an album hasn't done in a while. Like, even the new Drive-By Truckers album just sounds like a Drive-By Truckers album, and it's fine without a ton of really standout tracks, even though I like it, that sounded like I don't like it, but it just sounds like a Drive-By Truckers album. This Wilco one sounds special, you know, and is reminding me of what I love about the genre, and that's... that's great. I don't... I honestly don't even have standout tracks to talk to you about on this one. Part of that is it's a it's a two disc affair. It's a it's a long one. So I, I because of the way that I listen to music to these days, I don't absorb absorb a lot of track names. So I'm I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the playlist in front of me, kind of going, I don't remember. There's a lot I like on here, uh, and and that's just kind of how I feel about it. It's really good music to just kind of put on and go about your business. Like just put it on when you're doing stuff in the house. It's great background music. Which is, I I know that's not how any musician wants you to engage with their music. They want you to really focus and pay attention and catch all the little things. But I'm in my 40s, and it's a big compliment to be able to tell a band, hey, I listen to your stuff in the background all the time, and it makes my day better. You know, <laughs> like, that's a big compliment. And that's kind of how I've been using this Wilco album, Cruel Country. Uh, I've really been enjoying it. Nothing really to add to it. The one criticism I have of it is it's, uh, two CDs, and from what I can tell, it's two CDs exclusively because it's also two vinyl records. Because uh, the first CD is 39.23, I'm looking at this in front of me, is uh, 39 minutes, 23 seconds. The second is 37 minutes and 41 seconds. You could drop one of the longer songs and fit that all on a 74-minute CD, or you could keep all of the songs and fit it all on an 80-minute CD. Uh, instead, they put it on a double disc. But you could have put that on one disc and charged $13 for it instead of $17. And, oh, I understand now. I understand why they did that. That's my only criticism of it, is it really could have been a single disc. And like most double discs, if you trimmed it down a lot and trimmed out anything that, you know, d- doesn't flow as well as the other stuff, of which there's very little, but if you just trimmed out like the eight-minute songs and the six-minute songs and just went with a really solid, you know, 12 tracks, it'd be phenomenal. As it is, it's a two-disc that's really, really good uh, that has the extra stuff in it. Like, 
the prime example of this is the Beatles' The White Album. There is a really great single LP in the White Album. <laughs> that, uh, and then there's a lot of other stuff in the White Album. And I like the White Album. I've got the box set. It would have been a really great single disc. But the argument that Paul McCartney has made when he's been presented with that theory is, it's the White Album by the Beatles. And that is hard to argue with. So uh, I understand the double disc thing. I understand why people do the double disc thing. It just doesn't always work for me. It does work for me with Wilco. It just also would have been a much stronger single disc. But that said, what you've got is a really strong single disc, plus a bunch of other songs that are really cool too. And that's kind of a gift. That's great. They just kind of, here, here's what we've been working on for a while. It's, it's two discs. Enjoy. Uh, and yeah, it's perfect. There's not a lot of variance in tone or style between the two discs even. It's just kind of two discs of the same vibe that you were enjoying on disc one is still happening on disc two and you're still enjoying it. It's, it's a really good listen. Check it out. Wilco's Cruel Country. Really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it and continue enjoying it. Uh, I don't want anybody to focus too hard on me saying it could have been a single disc. It could have, just for the fact of having it on a single disc, it's a little less clunky to handle as a, as a consumer. That's, if that's the biggest criticism I have, that has nothing to do with the music. That's, that's strictly format. That's strictly, that's strictly the, the physical format. The music is still great, so don't zoom in too hard on me saying I wish it was a single disc, because... Time-wise, you could have fit it on a single disc, and that would have worked better for me as a consumer. But, so what? If they wanted my opinion, they would have asked me for it. You know, if they wanted to know, hey, should we, should we, how should we sequence this? Let's call Derek, who we've never met. That, yeah, that, that, that was never going to happen. My opinion on that doesn't matter. What matters is it's a great album, and full of songs that you're really going to enjoy, and it's going to remind you of what you like, about the genre. That's wonderful. There's going to be a Welco album in my top ten this year, folks. That's exciting. I'm excited about that. I hope you are too. We're closer to the end of the year than the beginning now, somehow. So I'm going to start making that list around about October. I'm going to start figuring out what's going to go on it. And the Welco album's going to be on it. That's great. That's great. We got a great Welco album, and we got a great Coheed and Cambria album on the other side of that. It's a really fun time to be a music fan right now. People are releasing stuff that's great. So buy it. Buy that stuff in physical format if you can, because that's the best way to listen to music. You take part in listening to the music. You take part in the music happening when you take a physical product and you put it on or in a thing and press play. You are part of that experience. It's great. It's wonderful. It increases your enjoyment of the music astronomically. But, you know, if you gotta stream it on Spotify, I guess you gotta stream it on Spotify. Whatever. It's a great album. Just enjoy it. Checkmates as 
my cat Jonko stares at me from atop the refrigerator, which I don't even really know how I got up there. And as McGuire bats at him from the trash can, buddy, he's got the higher ground. You're not going to win this one. Anyway, as my cats do weird stuff, we're wrapping up the episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me this week. It did me good to have this little talk with you. Uh, I hope it did you some good, too. It was fun for me. It's uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, my brother and I will do another Fab 15. It's probably going to be a few weeks on that. Uh, so you'll, you'll get plenty of me doing solo stuff. Uh, Dave is uh, indisposed a bit at the moment, but uh, we'll, we'll get in a room together and do some new episodes of the Fab 15 here pretty soon. Uh, in the meantime, you're going to get a lot of me talking about stuff that I've been catching up on, mostly. <laughs> I, uh, now that I've got a couch, I can start watching stuff again. I've got a, got a pile of Criterion Collection DVDs sitting here, Blu-rays sitting here that I haven't gotten to yet. I've got stuff I've got sitting around from my birthday still. Uh, I'm reading books that I've been meaning to get to, so I'm I'm keeping busy. I'll have plenty of, of stuff to talk to you about. It's just, uh, it's gonna be a little bit different, because I don't foresee myself buying a whole lot new here in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, that's okay. Maybe, maybe each week I'll just give you an update on how much I still like my bench. Because <laughs> it's, uh, it does really round out the room. Uh, and I'll also update you on these, uh, furry little goblins that are running around being so cute uh, and weird. They're, uh, they're both uh, sitting on my area rug in the living room now, just staring at each other. There's gonna be a fight. We don't know when, but it's gonna happen. Uh, they're the best boys. They are the best boys. They're, they really make things better for me. Uh, if you... If you don't follow me on Facebook, find me on Facebook. I do uh, uploads every week of... On Friday, every week, I just upload a bunch of photos of my cats being cute. So, uh, check that out. I don't think that that's ever going to stop happening. Uh, <laughs> because it just... It doesn't slow down, man. I've got hundreds of photos of these little guys. Uh, they're the best. My John Cole and my Maguire. Love you guys. Yeah, you. Maguire looked at me. Yeah, you. I love you, buddy. Hi. <laughs> he just gave me a look like, yeah, tell me something I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they're the best. Uh, folks, we have uh, we live in an uncertain time in an uncertain world that seems to be getting worse and worse. Every time you turn around, you hear about something disappointing or shocking or horrifying or deeply saddening. I hope that the music and the movies and the other stuff I talk about on the show give you a little bit of relief from that. And if not, I hope that you find ways to get relief from that. What I can be pretty sure of is that you're listening to or watching something that makes you feel better. Art does that. Art always helps people survive even the worst of times. It uh, documents the worst of times, but it also helps people get through it and escape from it. And art is a wonderful thing. I have been relying on movies and music and books and things for as long as I can remember, and certainly within the past several years. Um, don't ever feel bad about that. Because uh, one, one of the things I got in the email this past week is uh, a thing talking about a pseudo-checkmate. 
uh, just talking about uh, well, all this stuff's going on in the world, and you're talking about you know your favorite songs of summer and blah 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 blah. Why don't you talk about the real issues? Um, fair. Look, you guys know where I stand on the real issues. I've been upfront about that. It's lost me listeners in the past. Uh, it's also fair that people need to enjoy art and need to enjoy music and movies and TV and books. and People need their escapes. People need to have fun. And people do not need to feel guilty about having those things and about feeling good. You don't need to feel guilty about any of that. Anybody ever gives you any pressure about that? You tell them that your old Uncle Derek told him to fuck off. All right? Just wanted to say that, or something like that, because I think it's important for some of you to, to hear that. What uh, Whatever's getting you through this thing, man, long as it's legal, long as <laughs> long as it's morally okay, dive in, have a good time, have some fun in the midst of this chaos. And it'll be okay. If only for the, for the length of that album. It'll be okay. So I want to say that, I want, and I also want to say the stuff that I always say. You'll notice that I'm putting a little bit of a tweak to the, uh, to the stuff that I say at the end. Uh, I've been going out of my way for a very long time to say that uh, trans rights are human rights, which I definitely believe. Um, with the way things have shifted, another thing that someone said to me in an email... Uh, I'm going to be modifying that to try to represent uh, more people in the rainbow, uh, in, in, in the pride flag. Um, just because, uh, well, folks, I don't know how to tell you this, but we've regressed to a point where we have to go back to saying, hey, women's lives are human lives. And that, you know, I mean, we, we're back to having to get that basic with some people to, to just say, hey someone's gender that you've always recognized as a gender is important too, and you're not treating it right. Like, we're at that point, so I'm trying to get a little bit more inclusive, you know? I, I think there are challenges in the trans community that very specifically need support, and please don't misread the fact that I'm rolling back to include other members of the LGBTQIA plus community in what I'm saying at the end of the shows, uh, if you're a trans person that listens to this, which I know there are some, uh, thank you very much for listening to this. Please don't feel unsupported by me also supporting others, because uh, we're just at a point where everybody needs as much support as we can get, as I'm sure you understand. So with that said, I'm going to say the stuff that I say at the end of the show. Please continue to be careful and mindful and responsible in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, which is ongoing and is still making people sick all around us all the time. Please be mindful and be careful and do what you know is responsible. Please remember that black lives matter, that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and please be good to each other be good to yourself, forgive each other, and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time.
Boston makes me feel good. <laughs>